Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's a phenomenon that is sweeping the world, at least the literary world. And if you haven't jumped on the Book Talk bandwagon, well, now is your chance to learn more. This week, we are exploring Book Talk from all the angles. We're going to hear from authors, we're going to hear from book talkers, and it's going to be amazing. Let's do this. I'm Sarah Wendell. I'm Alicia Rye. Welcome to Lovestruck Daily, where we bring you love every single day. So I think in these three episodes, we are going to take a deep dive into all of the things that make book talk unique and interesting. And there's so much to mm. talk about. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't learned or heard about this, Alicia, what is book talk? And for that matter, what's TikTok? So TikTok is a video social media app and it started initially as like, uh, you know, they call it the, like the kids dancing app, right? It, it was initially for music and audio and dancing and like lip singing. And then it turned into something, I think, bigger than itself when it turned into TikTok. And now it is everybody under the sun, billions of users uh, from all these countries everywhere all over the world. Yes. Singing, dancing, skits, talking connecting community. Uh, and there's all these little different subsets of TikTok. Now, a couple of years ago, you know, when I was first starting out and, and nobody really understood what TikTok was and nobody understood what BookTok was, somebody said to me, are you on 
book talk and they thought it was like a separate app it's not a separate app nope it's 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 its own little community of readers and authors and people who love books on tiktok it is just a little niche part of tiktok and and it's lovely because i feel like there's bookstagram there's book twitter you know like any any place you go you will find book loving people yes and i remember when twitter became huge and all of a sudden television live coverage would put people's tweets on the screen mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. show what the people were saying about a thing. Yeah. That is now TikTok. People's TikToks are now the capsule capture of what's happening right now. Yeah. And they're short. They have to be short. You have to get to the point. You don't have a lot of time. Right. I love it. And also it's it is a way to find the people who love the thing that you love and want to talk mm. about the thing that you love. And that yeah. is, I think, the generative human experience, finding the language to yeah. talk about the thing that you love to so you can find other people who love that thing just as much. Yeah. And we are inviting one of the most popular book talkers onto the show to tell us all about this world in her own words. And I give you a little spoiler. She was so excited to talk to Alicia and Alicia was so excited to talk to her. We're mutual fans. (laughs) Yeah, you're mutual fans. And that level of enthusiasm is exactly what makes TikTok amazing. It's so cool. Today we're talking to uh, Sami from Sami's Bookshelf and she is so sweet and wonderful. And she is in charge of like one of the people who volunteers for an organization called Book Talk, which I am doing uh, a panel for this week, which is just a collection of of people who love books by marginalized authors and marginalized uh, readers, and and it's it's so great and nothing that I could have even dreamed of ten years ago. So I love seeing the the youths, <laughs> the youths on TikTok, really dismantling so many things and and creating such a great space. So we're talking to Sami today. We are. Very excited, and please give a very special love struck welcome to Summy. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sami. It's so good to have you and very excited to see your face. I've seen you all over TikTok. Thank you for having me. And in my emails. So very nice to see your face. Oh my gosh. When you emailed me that first time and you were like, I love your TikTok, I actually almost passed out. <laughs> I was like, no way. I do love your TikTok. You come across oh my, my For You page quite a bit. So it's very nice to see you. <laughs> I think it's because we have like probably an intersection of like mm-hmm. South Asian books. Like there's, you know, that algorithm just, it knows us real well. It does, so. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you give us a quick little rundown of your background? How, you know, what what is it that you do day to day? I ended up on BookTok during the pandemic. I had a lot more time on my hands. I was a university student at that time, but, um, you know, I was... It was the beginning of the pandemic. Professors didn't know what they were doing. So classes were suddenly a lot easier. I was like, let me start reading again because it had been a while. And then I waited a couple months. I downloaded TikTok. I saw people making videos about books. And I was like, let me get on this. So it's been, I think, almost exactly two years now that I've been on TikTok. And in my day-to-day life, I'm still a student. I graduate next year. And I'm a STEM girly. <laughs> my major is math of all yeah. things. <laughs> um, I currently don't have a day job, but I do volunteer at BookTok. Um, that is my part-time quote-unquote job. And that's that's BookTok spelled B-O-O-K-T-A-L-K. T-A-L-K, right? yes. BookTok Inc., the nonprofit, yes. not... <laughs> yeah. I always forget to clarify between right, the two. Yeah. 
I'm sure people would be like, oh my gosh, you can volunteer on TikTok. Yeah. But yes. So what was your what is your TikTok trajectory, let's say? Like when you started out, did you start out making content about books? Or was it just, you know, you were being goofy on the internet and then suddenly you found your niche? How did you how did you come about? I think it was just books, like from the beginning. I started with like those typical quote unquote book talk books. And then I slowly found like mm-hmm books with South Asian representation. I was like, wait, that's possible? Um, I was like 19 and I had never read a book by a South Asian author featuring a South Asian character. Yeah. So when I read my first one, like that was it. Like I was just hooked after that. And then I changed my content mm-hmm. basically to like be more for South Asian voices and diverse voices in general as well. But obviously with a special focus. What I really like about your account, especially, is that you are so enthusiastic about the books that you love. And I mean, as an author, like I can tell you that is invaluable, like to have readers who are like, I cannot put this down. Like that is the dream. I, I don't want readers to go to the bathroom when they read my book. Like I want you to hold it. You know? <laughs> I want you yeah. to read the whole thing cover to cover and then go on and talk yeah. about it. You know, they're portable, right? Books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I just true. wanted to make sure. <laughs> but that is. The only way. Well, but so, like a lot of South Asians, books in the bathroom are no, no. My mom always told me no books in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, because like books are like gods. Like, yeah, yeah, because so in in Hinduism, yes, they're sacred. So you're not allowed to like touch your feet to them or yeah. like bring them in like unclean places mm. either. Um, so Absolutely true. No I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I used to get I used to get like my grandma used to get so mad if I ever did that like because I would read in the bathtub all the time and she'd be like what are you doing you can't take it in the bathroom and I was like well I'm going to <laughs> meanwhile I specifically bought a e-reader that's waterproof so that if I drop it I haven't lost my life oh <laughs> oh see you know what e-readers are a lifesaver because they're not they're not technically books so I feel comfortable <laughs> sitting in the bathtub with an e-reader I feel like that's fair. Yes, absolutely. I I also found like as I write more and work more online, I can't do e-readers anymore. Like I need a print book now, which is like I feel like I've come full circle because I was so suspicious of e-readers in the beginning. And and then I was like, oh, my God, I can take 40 books on vacation with me in one little thing. And now I'm like, oh, I'm tired of looking at a screen. (laughs) I need paper books. Yeah. So what are your thoughts like on every day, I feel like we see another article. I think there was one in the New York Times recently. I think there was one in Washington Post recently, too, talking about how book talk is changing the publishing industry. Like, you know, TikTok is changing everything. What what are your thoughts sort of on the future? I mean, as like a romance reader, as, a, you know, somebody who's been in the genre for a minute, like, what are your thoughts on how this platform will change publishing or what do you hope it'll do? I, I think it's already changed publishing quite a bit, right? Like it it brought like Barnes and Nobles back from basically the brink of death. You see book talk tables oh, wherever yeah. you go, whether it's Barnes and Nobles, mm-hmm. indie stores, things like that, right? And you know, there was this whole thing about publishers trying to acquire books that are like marketable. But then that also comes around to then what 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 counts as marketable, right? Like who are you mm-hmm. thinking of when you say marketable? It's almost always white cis het people. So I actually I have mixed feelings mm-hmm. on book yep. talk. Like I hope that the trajectory it goes in is obviously being able to highlight more marginalized voices, especially as a lot of marginalized creators are being loud about it. 
I also fear hmm. the worst in that it does the opposite sometimes. I don't think you can have either end like perfectly. It's going to be something in the middle where like, yes, a lot of marginalized authors will be getting highlighted, but also then so will a lot of these um, white cishet authors who don't write much representation as well. Yeah, it, it's it's a chicken and an egg scenario, I think. a little Right. Bit. And I do worry about that with the books a little bit where I'm like, oh, no, like it's going to be a case where it used to be. I mean, the, the code words when when. I was starting to write was like, oh, we don't think that people will be able to find this relatable. And that was, you know, just code word like, we don't think white people in Target will pick this up. Right. And I do fear a little bit, like you said, I fear that that they've looked at the books that have gone viral and they're going to say, mm, we don't think this is going to swing on TikTok. Like, we don't know if this is going to go viral. Even those like book talk displays, almost always just the viral mm-hmm. books. And they're they're very rarely ever written by yeah. like... A person of color, if at all. Very rarely. If if ever. Yeah. I mean, I I occasionally like wind up on those tables, but I don't like, you know, I, I don't usually even make those tables. And I I do love what you said about bringing Barnes and Noble back, because I do think that is very true. I think TikTok yeah. saved Barnes and Noble. And I think part of it is that Barnes and Noble realized that their individual stores should have a little bit more control. And I, I went into one the other day and there was a spicy book talk table. I yeah, so I've seen those. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's one in this town that's like 30 minutes away. And it's like the most white, like very conservative town. And yeah. they had a spicy book talk yeah. table. And I was like, which is yeah. mom is reading these? It's just, it's so funny because like to have something that says spicy romance, like in a Barnes and Noble that like would hide 50 shades of gray like before even those selling like bangers yeah. like i think that is the biggest sign of like how things have changed over the past 2 years and i hope they continue changing yeah so one of my favorite things about tiktok and and maybe you can confirm this is that the things that you work really hard on will never go viral yeah and the things that you like post off the cuff just random like thoughts will go like mega viral and you're like oh no now people know me for a lock (laughs) that is not what i want to be known for locks and cake pops my friend locks and cake pops yeah for people who don't know i posted a random ass video about like an extra lock that i use on my door and this made like people really upset and defensive and so some like europeans are like we have much better locks in europe and then the americans are like get a gun why do you even bother with a lock (laughs) and then it got posted like like randomly on some incel forum i think and and now i have a bunch of men telling me that i'm not hot enough to be murdered so i shouldn't even worry about it (laughs) and as someone who worked at the front desk of a hotel chain your lock is very smart and you should absolutely have one for God's mm-hmm. sake. I, I was like, I wish I was making money on this random lock. Like, no, I'm not being sponsored for this. And there's like, always that moment where you're like, I'm still talking about locks with you people. What is happening yeah, right I'm now? Like, it's been a week. Can we move on, Can we move on from locks, please? <laughs> but that is, I think that is one of the coolest things. I mean, it's it's frustrating sometimes. But one of the cool things about TikTok is you never know what's going to hit, right? Oh, it's so true. And somebody somebody said to me, like, you should do branded locks. Like for your next book, because it's like a caper, it's like a heist. And so they were like, you should do branded locks with your name on them. Like, and I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to feed this lock drama any longer than I need to. So it's always like anything you put out, like any content you put out, you can't even like curate it. It's just like, 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes it goes viral and sometimes it doesn't. What's like, what's the most surprising video that you've put out that like kind of went big that you were like, oh man. Sami, what's your lock? <laughs> yeah, what's your lock? <laughs> um, so one time. We'll be right back after the short break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. So one time I woke up because my bookshelf fell over onto me. Um, and that went mega viral. Is your wait, hang on. Backtrack. Is your bookshelf behind your bed? Like is it So it's like it's adjacent to it. So my, like my bed is pushed up okay. against the wall and then my bookshelf is on the opposite okay. end. So it like teetered okay. over and hit like the edge of my bed, but I just oh, heard this like loud no. thud. 4 a.m. My dad comes oh my running in. What happened? And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I'm half asleep. Um, but that video, I think, is my most viral video to date. And people thought, like, I faked it. I was like, why would I go through all this energy, tip over my own bookcase to, like, and have to clean up all that mess just for a video? Like, you know, <laughs> like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. You don't deliberately put your books on the floor. Have you not been listening? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I 
was like, why would I disrespect my books as a Hindu, as a good Hindu? Why would I do this? You could you could have stepped on them and that would have been really bad. So yeah, you would never do that. <laughs> I was like tiptoeing to clean that stuff up. I was like tiptoeing <laughs> around my room and like I almost fell over a couple of times. I was really trying not to step on any books. It was hard. Yeah, that's that's very stressful and very funny. And I love that people thought that you deliberately threw your bookshelf over you. <laughs> but like, what a what a good like what a good sign of how many books you have on that shelf, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah. no more. It's a sign. I've been in California like three years now, so not not very long. And the thought of having anything near my bed now freaks me out. <laughs> you don't live in California, so I don't think you need to worry. About but I'm very paranoid about things around my bed, and maybe you are too now. I don't know. Well, if I ever move to California, I will be. Yeah, you should be. You should be. Please. That's like my my takeaway for all anyone planning to move. I'm like, don't put anything near your bed. Uh, what What are your plans for the future? I mean, besides book talk, what what do you hope to do? Both in and out of the book industry. Oh, in the book industry, I'm not really sure. I would like to continue with Book Talk, the nonprofit. Can you give us a little explanation of what the nonprofit is? Yeah. So last year in March, Azanta came to us and was like, hey, I have this idea. And she DM'd like 100 people, I think. And she was like, I want to focus on marginalized voices in publishing. And I think we can organize a conference where we bring those voices together and it's for them and it's about them. And it's also about the readers who see themselves in these people's books. And we made it work. Last year, we planned the conference in like four months. It was an insane time. And we had enough success that we were like, hey, let's do this again, but let's do it professionally. So we registered with like the IRS and stuff like that and got our official status in like fall 2021. Mm-hmm. And and full disclosure, I am doing a panel um, for you guys this week. Yes, you are. You're doing our one of our adult romance panels. And I'm very excited about that. I think I think this is so cool to me because I I have been writing romance since like 2009, but I've been in the romance industry like as a spectator basically since high school. Like I I started reading romance, you know, in the 2000s in high school and college and I feel like I would have never even imagined seeing something like this, like such a big conference, especially focused on marginalized authors and readers is like a dream to me. So it's amazing to see. I mean, it feels like it's been a really long time, but that's been, you know, a dozen years or so. Like, so you guys are really doing amazing things. And it's really heartening to see that uh, for somebody who didn't have that when I was in college. I love it when people say that. Thank you. People who maybe 10 years ago wouldn't have had a home anywhere or would have felt out of place. I remember when I went to my first conference when I was, you know, in 2010 or something, I felt horribly out of place. Like, I felt like I did not belong there. I hid a lot in my hotel room. I didn't talk to anybody. Uh, So to see a whole conference based around this is truly amazing. So good job to to all of you. you. You're doing wonderful stuff. I will be texting the team about this. They will freak out. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Do you have any book recommendations for us that you are loving, that you're excited for, that you've read? What, What do you have for us? Oh, okay. So I just started A Million to One by Adiba Jager. It's young adult. It's a heist on the Titanic. I love Adiba. She's great. I worked with her on the launch for Honey and Ishu's Guide to Fake Dating as well last year. That's what I'm reading now. 
And then I'm hoping my arc of Partners in Crime gets <laughs> approved on NetGalley. Um, I'm really excited to read that one, actually. I mean, luckily you have a hookup now. So if it doesn't, please let me Let's know. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy. Thank you. And so, I mean, what is your handle on TikTok or anywhere else that you want people to find you on the internet? It is Summy's Bookshelf on TikTok and Instagram. We'll see you around, definitely. Oh, for sure. And you'll see me this week on Book Talk, and I'm very excited about that. And, you know, I everybody should go see Book Talk. Yep. B-O-O-K-T-A-L-K, the conference and the nonprofit, and, and support that. So thank you for your work with that as well. Yes. Sami, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. You're a delight. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. That was absolutely delightful. I could listen to you guys talk about how much you love what you do for hours. Yeah, it's my favorite. Alicia, what is our love to go? I think the love to go for today is that fandoms will always find a way. Yes. As long as there's books, as long as there's authors creating books and and readers who are hungry for them, they will find a place to congregate on every possible place on this planet, whether it's book clubs or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. And what I love, love, love is seeing how fandoms change and evolve and especially now how they're widening and broadening to include people. I mean, I talked about what my first conference experience looks like and to see book talk now and to see that I'm not even the only South Asian author on the panel that I'm doing with them is mind blowing to me. So what a wonderful, wonderful world you know, that we live in, that that all these people from all over the world can come together and talk about books, even if it's just books falling on them. Yep. <laughs> My rule of the internet has always been, no matter how obscure and strange your interest is, there is another person who loves that thing as much as you do. You are never alone in the things that you love. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, those are like, sometimes the interest is a little weird, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's true. always someone there. There's, you're going to find your community. So yep. I'm so glad Sami could come on. I'm glad she could talk about books and I'm glad she has a platform from <laughs> which to talk about what she loves. Absolutely. And I'm really happy for her. I'm happy to see what the next generation is going to bring us to. Well, thank you for being part of our community today and loving the things that we love. And thank you for sharing your time with us. If you are looking for more of me, Sarah, you can find me at smartbitchestrashybooks.com. I'm at smartbitches just about everywhere and on your podcatcher, which is my second favorite word, at smartpodcasttrashybooks. You can find me, Alicia, on TikTok at the real Alicia Rye or on Instagram at Alicia Rye Writes, or on Twitter at Alicia Rye. I also have a website, aliciarye.com. And you can find me and Kai together on our new YouTube channel, The Happy Place. Come check us out there. We're just going to be talking about all things that are happy and make us happy, and hopefully they make some of them make you happy too. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. Have a very happily ever after today. with you.